excuse me, let me tell you something. When America opened the floodgates, what do you think they were doing it for? Because, because they were trying to save us from poverty? No, they did it because they needed us. They needed us to build their cities and dig their subways and to make them richer. The Carnegies and the Rockefellers, they needed worker bees and there we were. But some of us didn't want to swarm around their hive and lose who we were. But we had the balls to take what we wanted. You been listening to me? You're born to this shit. You are what you are. We're in a situation where everybody involved knows the states. And if you're going to accept those states, you got to do certain things. soldiers. We follow codes, orders. All due respect, you got no fucking idea what it's like to be number one. This is the course I've chosen. And those of you that are not with me on it, well that makes me sad. And it'll be dealt with in time. Do you remember one thing that you better hear? Do you want to talk about this old school bullshit about the rules? Well, here's a rule you might remember. I'm the motherfucking fucking one who calls the shots. All right, guys, welcome back. If this is the first time that you are coming across this particular episode, I do really suggest that you start at episode one. I know some of them can be a little lengthy, but I suggest that because there's so much to unpack. And if you start in the middle, you might be lost. So, you know, take your time, go through them and listen to them. So for the last week, I've actually been making the end episode. Now, the end episode is really about, you know, the fallen angels angels, the Nephilim, the giants, the agenda, and really the important things that I'm very compelled to get out into the collective as we approach the next three years from 2024 to 2027. So no spoiler alerts really, but that is where this is going. But when I was putting that episode together, I just think it's important for you guys to know that I spend countless hours, literally every spare moment of time that I have putting together these episodes and putting things in order to share them to anybody that's willing to listen to them. And when I say anybody, I literally mean anybody. It doesn't matter to me if it's two people or 200. I mean, I would prefer more people because I think it's an important message, but I don't receive anything tangible or otherwise in return for putting these out into the collective. I just think that if somebody heard this, maybe it would help initiate something to resonate within them that will help them along their journey and help you help the people that are around you, right? So I'm never going to sit here and claim to know all the things, but I will relay the things that I am given. And I know that what I'm given is not something that I just need to keep to myself. It's something that needs to be shared. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump back into where we left off right? So December 10th was the next channeled message that I got. And again, it's all done through automatic writing most of the time. And this one was really interesting to me. So this is what it said. My name is Adam. I'm from the Refuge Alliance. I am from Adromedin. I am a part of the fifth dimension and council of light beings. Now pin in that because I'm going to remind you that in the last episode, when they went through the phases 
of a soul's evolution, the fifth phase, or we could interchange phase with dimension, was considered as light beings, right? And that's where you're no longer in the physical body. You've ascended to a point where you're like a spirit guide or a master teacher, things of that nature, right? So he says, I'm a part of the fifth dimension, fifth phase of a soul's evolution, and council of light beings that has graduated to the fifth phase of a soul's evolution by choosing love over war. There are others like me that reside on many other planetary systems. And planetary systems, by the way, is again quotated. And we'll kind of get to why I'm real transparent about telling you that things are quotated. I just do that because it's like, he's saying planetary systems, but like, we're in a firmament, y'all. So, you know, they're not floating out in outer space anywhere. Like, I hate to bust your bubble if you're like rooting for the aliens and shit. (laughs) There are others like me that reside in other planetary systems, but we operate as one. We welcome communication with you and have been waiting for many years. We often speak to you through dreams. This is just one of our many ways of communication with you. However, when communication does occur through dreams, it's because that feels safer for you and is easier for your mind to come to comfortably receive and understand our messages. Your second incarnation was on the quote-unquote planetary system you know as Orion, where you chose love over war and graduated to Adromedon as a refuge. You chose this to help all beings within the realm of all creation to also choose love. The polarity is and was necessary for you to help guide them. I am here to help guide you guide others. Their mother is Mora, and their soul too is polarized in five other dimensions. You will understand soon as we wish to communicate with you, but we are joyous to communicate to help you help the others. Okay, listen, when they're coming through and they're talking about planetary systems, I think we kind of automatically go to that place in the cosmos and the universe and the black holes and the light years and and everything that has been pushed upon us as far as the world around us and how certain beings want us to perceive that, right? I'm just going to explain my understanding real quick. It's not a globe and it's not necessarily just a flat plane floating in nothing as well. It is a plane of existence that has the domed firmament. Outside of that, though, is what they're referring to as the planetary systems, because outside of this, we know that there are other lands, there are other, we'll call them dimensions, for lack of better terms. And I think that's why they explained, you know, the soul's evolution, because the phases of a soul's evolution, they said, was almost interchangeable with dimension for us to better understand what they're talking about. So when they're talking about Orion, Adromedon, planetary systems, I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, this is the realm of all creation, but not the cosmos like the globe theory is kind of pushed upon us. And this is really important to kind of understand this because very shortly here, they start going into constellations and things of that nature. So it's important to have at least a vague idea of the picture that they're trying to paint and not the picture that has been painted for us in regards to the planetary system and the cosmos and the universe, right? So if you are one of those people, who I would be, by the way, if I was taking in all this information, again, I would be writing shit down. But if you are one of those people that are taking notes, Mara is very important and... I didn't realize the importance at the time, but four days later, I end up having this dream. So I'm going to read the dream to you and we're going to go from there. So on the 14th of 
of December of 2021. So we're still in 2021. I had this dream that I was going back and forth between my current house and my neighbor's house. The only difference was that we were surrounded in more of a wooded area. The houses were a little bit more further apart than they are now, and they're pretty far apart as is. So anyways, I was walking back and forth between my house and the neighbor's house, and I was only speaking to the neighbor from a distance on his porch. And when I saw him on the porch, he was regular size, and that's really important to note in the beginning, and he was taking care of a baby who was probably about a year old, right? And then all of a sudden, I'm back outside, and I'm going by the porch. The baby, who was still only about a year old, was able to walk and talk like an adult. And the baby let me into the neighbor's house. Once I got inside, the baby took me into the kitchen and I was talking to the neighbor and I was agreeing to clean his sink. Okay, now I'm going to have to give you a little bit of context for this. So when I walked away from corporate and I started doing readings for a living, I didn't have any clients, I guess you could say. So amongst me trying to build a clientele and a name for myself in that way, I actually cleaned houses. And the woman that I cleaned houses with, I was actually friends with her for quite some time. But I'm going to tell you right now, we all know those people, the woe is me, the Debbie Downers and all of that, and pun intended because her name was Debbie. Okay. Now in the dream, as I was leaving this woman, Debbie, that I worked with cleaning houses many, many, many years ago, was there with her sister. And when I saw them, her response to me as if I had said something to her was, that's fine. We have an ad in the paper anyways. And that was suggesting that the ad in the paper was for a cleaning job and equally suggesting that me cleaning this neighbor's sink was a cleaning job. So that was an interesting part of the dream, but we'll get to that point where we're going to dissect that part and you'll understand why it's even relevant. So that happened. Then again, I go back over to the neighbor's house, right? Switches scenes. I'm going back over to the neighbor's house. I go into his bedroom this time and I was able to see him up close enough to realize that he wasn't regular size. He was about 10 foot fucking tall and he had red hair. If you recall from the last episode, I talked about a dream that I had where there was a red haired man and a dark haired man. And I was telling them that I needed to go to Jerusalem because I knew where the king's gold was. So this is another dream where there's a 10 foot tall man with red hair. Now at that point in the dream, I remembered that I had read him multiple times before. Every time I was extremely accurate, but this time was different because all of a sudden mid reading, I jump up and yell at him and I say, your mother is Mora. And when I said that, he became extremely angry. And as he became angry, the taller and bigger he got. So he's yelling at me. He's telling me I'm wrong. And so this giant neighbor guy is yelling at me and threatening me. So I run into the bathroom to hide. And while I'm in the bathroom is when I realized that my husband is there with the neighbor's girlfriend and I could see into the other room where they were at. And I knew at that point that the neighbor's girlfriend was trying to use my husband's sexual energy, right? I know it's weird, but that's what happened. So I'm trying to get out and I know that there's no way that I can save my husband. Like there's no way that I'm going to be able to get in there and get out at the same time. So I decided to make a run for it. And I leaped over like six or eight stairs on the front porch. And when my feet hit the ground, I woke up. Okay, let's talk about some of the important common themes in these two recent dreams with giant men and red hair. Now the woman Debbie that I knew in waking life, her children all have fire engine 
red hair. And equally, like I said, she was one of the most negative, draining, life-sucking people that I have ever met. Is she a bad person, a bad soul? No, it's just she's one of those people, or she was when I knew her, that can't get themselves out of that lower vibrational emotion and obviously equally their behaviors, right? One of those people that you endlessly keep trying to help and pull them up and lift them up and they're too comfortable where they are. So you have to place appropriate boundaries, you know? And then the man that played the neighbor guy in that dream actually resembled somebody else that I knew in my waking life. And I met him amongst the same time frame when I started to build a name for myself as a medium. Now, some of his common characteristics was he too has red hair and he has a very high, extremely high IQ. Interesting enough, again, I didn't put all of this together until probably about five months ago, but it was interesting because when I think back about this, that night when I had that dream, I was only asleep for like two hours and I woke up so disturbed from that dream that I came outside to smoke and I just had to write it down. And I wasn't even in the habit at that point in time of really writing things down. But it is interesting because as I was writing down that dream, that same guy that played the neighbor giant in my dream ended up messaging me. And something told me that I couldn't tell him all the details of the dream. It was like an unknown reason at the time and we'll get there, but I did tell him some of the dream. Now, since this was the second time that Maura came up, I decided to look further into it a little, a little bit after the dream. It wasn't that night. It wasn't immediate that I looked it up because I didn't realize that they were connections. Because again, if I automatic write, at least at the time in 21, when this was all happening, I didn't realize the magnitude of these messages that were coming through. So I kind of just channeled them, wrote them down and went about my life. So I decided to look up Mara and what it meant. Now, I knew that there was an importance with Hebrew because Enoch specifically came through and said, learn Hebrew, which again, haven't done, not fluently anyways. So I ended up looking up what the name Mara meant in Hebrew, and it means bitterness. And from the allowed knowledge that we have online, it's recognized as a fountain at the sixth station of the Israelites from Exodus 15, 23, 24, and Numbers 33 and 8. It says those waters were so bitter that they could not drink them. And it goes on and says that the Israelites whispered against Moses, murmured against Moses, who then under divine direction, Moses cast into the fountain a certain tree, in quotations, which took away the bitterness so the people could drink from it again. Now this was said to be within a 47 mile vicinity near Mount Sinai, where there are still several spots of water that are said to be very quote-unquote bitter to this day. Now it's important to note that Mount Sinai is the mountain at which the Ten Commandments were given to Moses by God according to the book of Exodus in the Hebrew Bible. And for those of you who are as unaware as I was at the time, Moses is related to or a descendant of Adam and Enoch and Noah, right? So at the time I wasn't aware of this, but I, I have to point out here because it's super, super important that in the book of Enoch there is a chief over the fallen angels whose name is Panamoa, who is referred to as teaching mankind, humanity, about the bitter and the sweet. So make sure that you keep that in mind because it is going to hold to be extremely important. Outside of the common themes of the red hair and the giant men and all that we've talked about thus far, there is also a common theme with a lineage connected to Enoch that I wasn't even remotely aware of. So a couple days later, on December 18th, I had additional channel messages that came through again through automatic writing. Now, 
Now, I specifically remember writing this particular channeled message down because it came through as I was holding one of my weekly groups. And it was in 21 when I was still doing them in person at my home. So the first channeled message that came through during group is, my name is Samuel. I am from Coreverse, and that is spelled C-O-R-V-U-S. It goes on and says that I am far away from the location you know as Orion, and you may feel pressure in your left ear when we are communicating with you. Pin in that real quick. That was pretty factual because I would have days, if not weeks and months, where I would have a sort of pressure in my ear, in my left ear. Sometimes it would happen in my right. And it's not the the tunneling or the ringing. I would literally be deaf for days. So then I channeled somebody else. I continued to write it. It says, my name is Elijah. We are being brought to you for your group's alignment and awareness to bring forth your awareness to your higher self. You all lived many lifetimes of experience, but have not accepted your full greatness yet. You visit all time and space. All is real. All you've seen. Remember seven sisters. Your origins exist on several planes of existence. Call us, call them, and live with them throughout each hour, minute, and second of every breath you take. You are pure awareness. Allow the guidance of your true self to guide you, young ones. Then I drew these very interesting symbols, and I had no idea what they were. I actually thought that they were useless, but in retrospect, when I started to put all of this together a few months ago, I realized that these are three separate images of the firmament, like a 3D version of the firmament. I had no idea. So when I initially channeled this, I honestly, because of its context, I thought it was for the group. I thought it was a message that came through for the group. It said, we are being brought to you for your group's alignment and awareness to bring forth awareness to your higher self. So I didn't even think the message was for me. Now, what's really important in this particular channeling is, Elijah said, remember seven sisters. So I'm going to go over what I was able to find on the internet, but what was on the internet wasn't nearly as important as what is in the book of Enoch in regards to the seven sisters. And we'll get to all of that. Now online it says the Bible comprises three direct mentions to the Pleiades because the Pleiades is also known as the seven sisters. It's in Job 9.9, which says he makes the bear Orion, which is also extremely important, and the Pleiades and the chambers of the south. And then it says, who can bind the cluster of the Pleiades or loosen the belt of Orion? And then in another section, it says, seek him who made the Pleiades and Orion and turns deep darkness into morning and darkness into day and to night, who calls forth the waters of the sea and pours them out on the surface of the earth. I have to put in my two cents right here. Everybody has their own perspective of everything, right? Like I could read a verse in the Bible and based off of my experiences, I could perceive that verse a certain way and it could be completely different from the way that somebody else reads the same verse and perceives it a completely different way because of their experiences. So I'm not going to in any way, shape, form, or fashion dismiss that fact because that is a fact, but a perception is not not the absolute truth. And I can't deny the fact that a lot of 
what is in the Bible that we know of is so twisted, seven ways from Sunday, that it's very hard to discern between truth, absolute truth, the most high's truth, and a false truth that's all intertwined in there. But I do have to reference it because it is important. So we'll we'll get to we'll get to the absolute truth and deciphering and discernment and all of that. But I did want to point those couple things out now. Also it says that the seven sisters are known as the Pleiades star cluster and they can be seen in the autumn equinox, which is September 23rd, and winter solstice, which is December 21st. And November is the month of the Pleiades as it radiates clearly in the sky from dusk till dawn. There's a little bit of a story of course in Greek mythology I don't give a lot of credit to Greek mythology because I think that is another outlet in misinformation I say that because in Greek mythology they talk about titans which just is another word for giants and if you don't know about the origin of the giants um, I'll say for now that it's a no bueno you know like no thank you nonetheless astronomically the Pleiades is said to according to Google they originated 100 million years ago and is situated near the constellation Taurus the bull which I will mention here again the bull and um, all of that is referenced through dreams in the book of Enoch now, at the time when I looked up Coraverse, I couldn't find anything on the internet, like absolutely fucking nothing. I'm like, maybe I spelled it wrong. Maybe I'm not, maybe I misinterpreted it. I couldn't find it. But when I went back about five months ago and I started to put all this together, I decided I would go ahead and look again. And apparently there is an ancient constellation, according to Google, conceived by Ptolemy in the second century. The Chinese envisioned the star pattern as a red bird and the Romans and Hebrews called it the raven. In Brazil, the people of Brazil imagined it as a land tortoise, all very relevant. Then it says that Corvus the crow is to the left of a very dim constellation, Crater the cup, and just below is part of a very long constellation, Hydra the water snake. Two other dim star patterns nearby were suggested as constellation but never became official and they're known as an owl and a cat. So that's what the internet tells us. Again, truth mixed with lies, but I have to put it in here because it is very important in regards to understanding everything as it all unfolds and comes together. Then on December 21st, solstice of 21, I channeled yet again through automatic writing another message that references constellations. Children of the universe, we come to illuminate that which you seem not to be able to see at the very core of your being. The ignition of the past comes to life as the new beginnings arise within the depth of the earthly beings to clear through the gates and make way for the new energy to enter the DNA of your human experience. What is occurring is the reconstruction of the genetic DNA code of the history of humanity. The false history is being erased and the true history of the human psyche and human experience is emerging. Trust it is being revealed to all on a daily basis. The constellation Pegasus will assist you in feeling the activation within. It will superimpose the images of Pegasus into the human vessels and you shall find the link, the key. Then you shall be able to activate within your own selves in order to finally shed the old and walk into the new. And so understand that indeed it is true that major galactic events await humanity's consciousness. The alignment 
must occur within and without simultaneously. The thought processes and conscious understanding of the creator self and the creator oneness must occur simultaneously. Understanding the nature of duality, understanding the nature of oneness, knowing the true history of your being is bridging the gap between that which you perceive and that which is to be. Bridging the gap between us and you, between you and your higher self, between you and the one supreme being of all. Now, when I received that channeling through automatic writing, I made a notation because that was actually the day that I was guided through channeling to make what I called a DNA activation meditation, but it was something that I channeled from Enoch in regards to restoring the genetic code back to its purest self, right? The way that it was designed. In dissecting this channeled message, along with all the things that were occurring that I really didn't understand was one big thing, one big message, that this specific channeled message talks about and refers to the DNA and erasing the past, which is exactly what happened in 2021 with my experience with my son, right? So it's still referring to the genetic code, all the information held within, and the restoration of the past trauma. And that restoration, again, in this specific channel message is talking about it being erased. So again, I don't know and still to this day can't sit here and say that I know a lot about the constellations. What I will say I'm just going to point this out now. When I was putting together the end episode, there's a lot to unpack in that last episode because of the visuals. But what I did notice is that when I was inserting images from the mainstream media in reference to what was channeled, I noticed that there were several clips and scenes from movies that show Pegasus. And I didn't even do that on purpose, but it is in there. On Google, when I looked up information about Pegasus, we're always guided to Greek mythology, right? In Greek mythology, Pegasus is a white-winged horse that sprang up from the neck of Medusa when Perseus beheaded her. Now, Medusa was a beautiful young woman before she was turned into a monster by the goddess Athena after being caught being defiled by the sea god Poseidon in the goddess's temple. Athena turned Medusa's hair into snakes and made her face ugly so that anybody that looked at her immediately turned into stone. And Perseus was sent to defeat Medusa by King Polydectes, who was the brother of Dictes, the man who took Perseus and his mother Diana in and raised Perseus as his own son. Like, I'm sorry, I don't know a lot about Greek mythology, but it's all about a love affair and betrayal and murdering people and incest relationships. It's just, I don't buy into the Greek mythology at all. But that's what it says and that's the story. Now, I would suggest maybe if you're familiar with the Greek mythology or if you want to become a little bit more familiar in regards to Greek mythology, I would go ahead and suggest to do a little bit of research on your own on that. I'm just not going to cover it because I think that it's just as twisted as other forms of misinformation are. But what it says is the Pegasus constellation is known as the winged horse, a northern constellation above Aquarius constellation and below the Cygnus constellation. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's C-Y-G-N-U-S. It is also near the Andromedan constellation, which I found super interesting because previous channelings referenced Andromedan. It says it spans 40 degrees in the zodiac 
zodiac in the sign of Aries and Pisces and contains 16 named fixed stars. Now, I think it's interesting that that's where it's located because if we go in a zodiac astrological direction, I'm actually born on the cusp of Aries and Pisces. Uh, And we'll get to kind of why that may be of importance. Now, on January 3rd, 2022, the night I dreamt of multiple things, but I believe this is one of the last dreams that I had in regards to a giant. Now, I wrote down that I dreamt of multiple things, but the only thing that I remember was a giant bald man that seemed like he was there for a purpose. All of our communication was done telepathically as it usually does occur in my dreams, but it was quite simple because he was there to hug me. And when he hugged me, I cried and I felt like it was like a therapeutic cry, right? Like a cry that was needed to release a lot of the things. And I'll explain that in a hot second. But when it was done, it was like everything healed. All the trauma that had occurred in 21 was mended, healed, and released. And after he hugged me, we shared a moment of like unspoken gratitude and he was gone and I woke up. Now the trauma that I'm speaking of, you know, if you haven't listened to Raised by Spirit is basically everything that happened in 2021 where my son broke a karmic cycle, all of that leading up to that process and that process that occurred, like it was very traumatic. I didn't even know what the fuck post-traumatic syndrome was until the woman came into the room and started explaining it to my son. I was like, oh, I have that. You know, it was just infiltrating thoughts that were triggering that experience and I couldn't let it go. I couldn't walk up my fucking driveway. You know, if he went somewhere, I was terrified. I it was horrible. Before I had this dream, I couldn't get rid of those thoughts. I don't know how to say it, but like my thoughts can't be swayed, you know? So even though we all have the duality, ego thoughts and stuff like that, like I don't have the same thought processes I think most people have. That's not like a, that's not like an ego thing. It's just that I've done a lot of work on that. And then obviously the way I was made and we're all made perfectly and blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't have a lot of sway on the way that I think um, in regards to like infiltrating thoughts. You know, I did a lot of work on that, but this was something that I had a really hard time letting go of and I had a really hard time healing it on my own so I got to the point right before this dream where I was like I can't fix this so I called on Raphael or really any being that works under the command of the most high and I was like y'all need to fix this because I can't fix it so please help me and it wasn't maybe a couple of weeks later when I had this specific dream and that's the way that this dream felt it felt like whoever this person was he was there and when he hugged me all of that was gone and hand to the most high that was what initiated the mending and the healing of that PTSD that I was going through right now there's a big lapse in time because this dream happened on January 3rd of 22 and the only other journaling channeling anything that I was able to find went all the way to May so we're we're, there's a five-month gap with all of this and I will tell you that when I went back and I started putting all of this in order I did my absolute best I mean I went through group chats I went through notes I went through every possible form of documentation to make sure that I had every little bit of anything that came through, whether it was in conversations, journaling, channeled messages, whatever. So there is a five-month gap with this because the next next thing that I journaled wasn't until May 20th of 22. And on that day, this is what I wrote. And I think that this is amazing, but also very interesting. I actually wrote... I accept that I am of the divine, holy lineage, the holy bloodline. I'm going to put a pin in that because you have to know that like 
Number one, I'm not the only fucking one, okay? And number two, I don't even remember what compelled me to write this. So I wrote it down as a journaling. I didn't write it down as a channeled message because I don't recall anybody really coming through. But then in the same breath, I don't really recall writing it either. So anyways, it says, for days I've been reminded of indications long ago in regards to an inheritance. And we're going to get to that. And then I wrote humanity's creation and evolution and the absolute truth of it. As I wrote this, I was reminded of the symbol that I drew on December 18th, which was the firmament symbol. I was then told a name while writing this, and the name was Ashanti, which in Hebrew means the people of Ashen or the people of the smoke city. And they are one of the 12 tribes that's talked about in the Bible. And when I looked this up, it was like the reference of the city of Ashen after the Israelites took it over during the conquest of Canaan. I don't know nothing about none of that even to this day, but but that is what came through in May. Now, the next day on May 21st, I started looking into my maternal lineage on ancestry for the second time because the time before that was again going all the way back to that first episode was back in 2015 when I found the picture of my great-grandmother who had always been the woman that has guided me my entire life. So in 2015, I looked on ancestry, followed the names that she was giving me, found a picture of her and was like, oh shit, that's the lady I've been talking to my whole life. And so on May 21st in 2022, I decided to go back on ancestry and look into my maternal lineage. On the 24th of September, 22, I completed and released and started ordering books for my book, Raised by Spirit. Then there's another big gap. October 18th, I did some automatic writing. The last part is love. You know this, you ask why and how, and you'll see all the pain, all the tears, all the hurt. It made you who you are, but it's not who you will be. And then I drew these two pictures, which I'm not an artist by any means, so please don't judge, but let me show you what these pictures look like. So there's this one, which, you know, kind of looks like Jesus, not going to lie. And then this one, who looks like a Native American, right? Then on November 3rd, all I journaled was souls like Sophia, Sekhmet, Magdalene are all just versions of the self, which, I mean, not for nothing, it does make sense because we are fragmented from the one. So So every soul, you know, that is fragmented from the one is just another version of the self, right? So I wrote, I am them and they are me. To love them is to love yourself. I am a sovereign being of the most highest creation. And sometimes you have to break down to break through, filled with gratitude. So let me give you a little bit of context in regards to some of those gaps, right? This was during the time that my social media accounts, especially on TikTok, blew up. Like when you see people talk about how they went to bed one night and all of a sudden they woke up the next morning and they're viral, like that's what happened to me. You know, you scroll through TikTok and I think that it has such a wonderful potential. In the same breath, I feel like it's a bunch of bullshit. So my algorithm was filled with tarot readers and people that didn't know their ass from a fucking hole in the ground. And especially in regards to spirituality, relaying messages, integrity, ethics, you know, the whole nine. So I got kind of irritated and that's generally how I move through life. If you want to inspire me, piss me off and I'll do something about it, right? So I made this video and it was just a video that said, you know, I'm a professional medium. 
I love to relay messages. I would love to be able to relay messages on this app. So if you'd like a message, you know, let me know something to that effect. And it blew up. And not only did it blow up, it blew up with everybody asking me who their fucking soulmate was, which has its pros and its cons, right? Because I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you in regards to Mr. So-and-so coming through in a week and it's going to be great and wonderful and you're never going to have to go through any challenges ever again in your whole fucking life. So that's the pro of it. You're going to get a legit reading messages from loved ones, spirit guides, and otherwise in regards to the journey that you're on. But the journey that you're on is very multi-layered with so many different things that happen almost on a daily basis, right? In order to get to the pathway, to this pathway, to this pathway, so on and so forth. So when that social media account blew up, I wasn't used to that by any means. I'm a one-man band you know, I scheduled my own appointments manually. And when it blew up, I was literally have to spend three hours every morning going back and forth with people in regards to what time and days. And I was scheduling them back to back to back. And I was doing 10 readings a day, an hour, if not more each. And I did this for months, which was great because I wasn't feeding people a bunch of lies. I was channeling messages that were far beyond what they were used to. You know, one of the common things that people would say is, oh, I've never had a reading like this before, which is all fine and dandy. I'm definitely not the only one that works by integrity and ethics and all of that stuff. But a lot of that is oversaturated with misinformation, regurgitated information and clout on TikTok. And I got really frustrated and I asked my people because I'm like, I'm not a trendy bitch. I don't do things to be trendy. I don't give a shit about popularity. I give a shit about quality. And so I asked my people, you know, why is this a thing? If this is something that is just because the algorithm is pushing it and it's not being beneficial to people, I don't want anything to do with it. If it is something that is being pushed in a direction where it's going to be helpful to people, then I need to understand why. I've always been like that. I always preach that, you know, ask yourself why, 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 until you can't ask yourself why anymore. And you'll get the answer every time. So their response to me was that, you know, you understand generational cycles equally interchangeable with karmic cycles and lifetimes and the purposes therein. You understand all of those things. And now that you understand all of those things, you can recognize that within someone's path to help guide them so that they can make different choices, break different cycles. And everybody collectively is going through this point of their own evolution where they're either fixing their relationships that they're currently in so that they're balanced and harmonized or they're being paired with somebody, you know, again, balanced and harmonized, lifetime companion, or they're being reunited with somebody or they will be reunited with somebody that has equally done the same amount of work and now they're balanced and whole as an individual and they're coming back together. And all of this is happening collectively because it's setting the stage for a solid foundation for future souls that are coming in, future generations, so that they don't have to relive the same what? The same cycle. So it basically just starts a new foundation where things of the past, previous generations, previous cycles, they're broken, they're cleared, they're erased. So all these new souls that come in and grow up, they're not dealing with that same shit, right? So once they told me that, I was like, okay, I understand. We'll continue to do this. Well, what I 
didn't do was I should have slowed the fuck down because I didn't. Doing readings in general, you know, is taxing on your energy. And I was not pacing myself by any means. I was like, oh, you signed up for a reading? Let me get you in as soon as fucking possible. I didn't even have time to go to the fucking grocery store, you know? So after months and months and months of doing that, I was done, like beyond done. After I finished my book and that was going on, I worked myself to complete exhaustion. And I remember this reading that I had and I got so frustrated with this woman. I'm going to be fully transparent with y'all. So you just take it for what it's worth. But I remember one of the very last readings that I did that year at the very end. And I was talking to this woman and I was trying to explain to her, like, you know, in her paternal lineage, there wasn't any, I don't think there was any men, fathers, brothers, grandfathers, uncles that even remotely valued the women in their family or women in their lives. And so she grew up like this, right? And, you know, we, we grow up in our environments and they shape our perspective, our behaviors, our thoughts, or everything. They shape everything. And she wanted love so bad, but she didn't love herself. And it was apparent by the end of the reading because I was telling her, you know, these different pathways. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember I was telling her, you know, this is a pathway. This is what they're saying. This is what you got to change or at least consider changing when opportunities present itself. And after I went through an hour, well over an hour probably, of giving detailed linear information, I asked her if she had any questions. And she said to me, almost verbatim, so it's not the guy that I'm having the conjugal visits with in prison. And look, here's the thing. I never judge a soul by its meat suit. Okay. So it wasn't the fact that the man she was in a relationship with at that point in time was in prison. It was the fact that the man was in prison for abusing her. And thank God she was only over the phone and not in in front of my face. Like if there was a moment in time where someone could just give up on humanity, that was about the point in time where I was like, I don't think I'm going to be helpful to anybody. I lost it, like not lost it in a bad negative yelling way or anything, but like I lost it. I was like, you don't even value yourself. How in the world are you going to be able to be in a healthy, balanced relationship if you yourself are not healthy and balanced or even recognize the value of who you are and why you're here? Like, I'm sorry, I'm not shuffling cards and reading from a book that was based off of Aleister Crowley. This is real shit. And real shit is messy shit. And if you're not able to get through it, to put your big girl panties on and face some facts, then you need to go find somebody else because I'm not the bitch for you. And it was at that point, I think I personally myself was ran too thin, obviously, uh, patients included. You know, I was up to 50,000 followers on TikTok. And to me, that's a fucking lot. But I had so many duplicate accounts and I had people that were messaging me through my website asking about readings that they claim they paid for and they didn't. They were sending other people that had duplicated accounts money and they were getting scammed. So between me running myself fucking thin, trying to help as many people as possible and people getting scammed, November 12th, 22, I shut everything down, all social media accounts down, shut my website down and went MIA. And so that's really a big reason for a lot of the gaps in regards to channeling, you know, from January to May and then May to October. I was finishing my book. My shit went viral. It was just a shit ton of stuff that was going on. Now you might be thinking to yourself, why is that even important, Jen? It's important 
for two reasons. On November 3rd, one of the specific things that we just talked about that I wrote down and channeled was sometimes you have to break down to break through, filled with grace and gratitude. I didn't realize how much that was going to apply to the current situation that I was going through. Secondly, going back to September as I finalized my book, you know, my communication with Enoch is not a Google search. Like I said before, I never knew who he was. All these things that were coming through biblical timelines, lineage association, I didn't know any of that shit. But I do remember towards the end of finalizing that book in September, I made this joke and I do this so often, it's not even funny. Like the Most High has a sense of humor. Point is, I made this joke when I was looking into Enoch, what was, you know, available on Google and this, that, and the third. I remembered that God said, Enoch, write all this. And then it was shortly after he wrote all of this so that it would get into the hands of his great grandson. God took him up into heaven, right? And he ascended. I had made this comment to my husband one day and I said, you know, the similarities between how I'm being guided to put this book together and how Enoch wrote what he wrote is very similar. Like, it's just very similar. And after Enoch wrote his book, he died. God took him up into heaven. So I wonder if when I finish this book, I'm going to die. And my husband was like, don't finish it. Just don't even finish the last sentence of the book. And I'm like, I can't do that. But the reality really was that all that shit that I had went through with the social media accounts after finishing the book, shutting everything down, going MIA, like y'all want to talk about a, a tower moment, a death moment. I felt like I died. I felt like everything that had occurred and accumulated in the 39 years of my life was gone. I felt like I died. It was very challenging to say the least. And I didn't share this with anybody. You know, I didn't, I'm not that, that's not my style. I just, I'll process it on my own. I'll talk to my guides and my people. And, and when I'm all good, I'll come back out in the public eye. But uh, I'll tell you, it was some of the most difficult things that I had to go through. And I've been through a lot of difficult things. I know we all have, but you know, it's up there with some of those most difficult things that I've experienced in my life because I felt like everything I worked for was gone. I questioned whether or not I did the right thing. I questioned everything. So on November 11th, I decided that I was going to write a letter to the Most High. And I'm not going to share exactly what I put in that letter, but it basically was like, dear one supreme being of all, blah, 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 love, Jen Lefebvre. And then what I did was I wrote out what the Most High's response to my letter would be. And I just wrote that down, you know, very simple. I don't know what the fuck gave me the idea to do that, but that's what happened. That was the day before I shut everything down on November 12th. Then on November 16th, right? Whole shit's just gone. Everything I worked for is gone. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to channel for nobody. I don't want to see nobody. Like I'm a hermit. November 16th, 2022, I had this dream. I was training for something that was work related. I have no idea what the fuck it was. There wasn't many people who were there, maybe two or three women and one guy. Now the guy was higher up in status, so to speak, and I was training with him. At one point in the dream, one of the girls that were there 
showed me this beautiful red, white, and black rose embroidered gown. It looked like a wedding dress. It was gorgeous. And then all of a sudden, the guy that was there was doing some kind of race. And when he started this race, I had to follow suit. And my sister was like on the sidelines, like cheering for me. And in this race, I had to climb this hill on a tricycle. I know my dreams can be very entertaining, I think. Now, as I'm going up this hill on this tricycle, I saw this plant of rosemary growing in the ground. And I I refused to disturb it. I had to go around it. I didn't care if it made it more difficult for me. I was not going to disturb the rosemary. Now I'm off the tricycle. So this is a snowy 90 degree mountain that I'm trying to go up, trying to climb it. I didn't think I was going to make it, but I did. And when I reached the top, the guy was trying to figure out some kind of magical riddle to win the race. But he goes into this room and it's filled with mirrors. And I got so mad because it shouldn't have been. The mirrors should not have been there. So I started to sage them and smudge them and cleanse them. And then there was this other woman there that was like blowing smoke in the mirror. And I pushed her away. And I was like, you're going to fuck it all up, bitch. Like, get out of my way. Get out of my way. And the guy that I was following suit in this race, he ended up solving the riddle and winning the race. So then all of a sudden we're on the sidelines of what looked to be like a mid-century show and everyone's happy and everyone's cheering because this guy won the race. And I'm showing my sister these pictures of me and this guy that are all in black and white. And she's like so happy and like she's so pleased. And and he comes up to me and kisses me on my forehead and I wake up. But I got to tell you, like if any of you that are listening are dreamers, we all know that like we can put this shit in context, but the feelings that are associated, good, bad, or in between are way more difficult to explain than just reading what happened in the dream, right? I know this episode kind of focuses on more of the dreams and more of the channeled messages. Believe me, everything that I bring up is relevant and I will circle back to. A couple of takeaways just in regards to dreams. I'm not the only one that has important dreams. Our dreams are almost identical, especially in value when compared to channeled messages that come through. We all have the connection. We all have the ability. One thing I want to point out is be aware of the people that show up in your dreams that you do know in waking life and be aware of the time frame within your waking life that they might have been a little bit more important or played a little bit more of a role because there's a reason why you're dreaming of those specific people, whether it's a current situation that's going on or something that happened five years ago. Secondly, I will be circling back to this, but I'm going to mention it here just because it came to mind. You know, I talked about receiving the word Ashanti and how it's connected to the Ashen people or the people of the Smoke City that is connected to the 12 tribes. I hear a lot of people, whether it be on the algorithm of social media or just in conversations with people, where they claim a certain race is connected to a tribe, the 12 tribes more specifically. And what I just want to say is that we live multiple multiple, countless lifetimes. What is to say that just because you are of one ethnic background in this lifetime that you weren't of a different ethnic background in a previous lifetime? Because there's a reason that I brought up the fact that I looked into my maternal lineage and I'll get there. But why are we giving so much weight to one singular lifetime? Because I can guarantee you these people that talk about being of a certain race and and knowing the 12 tribes that were mentioned in biblical timelines, I guarantee you they're well aware of reincarnation 
reincarnation. And we live multiple lifetimes in multiple different areas of this realm of existence, multiple different cultures. So what's to say that just because you incarnated in this lifetime within this particular lineage of a family that you didn't live and experience life in another lineage family? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just wanted to bring that up. That's another reason why I'm very transparent when I say, you know, these are my experiences and I give value to my experiences, but your experiences are just as valuable as mine. And again, that goes back to sharing all this to begin with. Lastly, there is a gentleman on YouTube that reads the entire audiobook of Enoch. His name is Christopher Glenn, G-L-Y-N, and he does read phenomenally the book of Enoch. So if you're interested in listening to that outside of just reading it, go on YouTube, find him. That's the name of his channel. He has all the books there. It's about six hours long. And again, like I said, I really do wholeheartedly appreciate all of you that listen to these podcasts. Make sure that you're following whatever, you know, if you're on Rumble or if you're on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe and follow so that way you can get the notifications when new episodes come out. But also like, you know, comment and just share your thoughts with me because I'm literally putting this out into the void of the internet. So if you have questions, I don't care what they are. Just um, let me know one way or another. And if you don't want them public, you can always reach me at soulevolutionsociety.com and you can drop me a line there. So until next time.